You're listening to The Owen 60. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at The Owen 60 Pod for all the latest news from around the OHL. And now here are your hosts, Reese Dumaney and Colin Ward. This is the 52nd installment of the Owen 60 podcast. I'm Reese Dumaney along with Colin Ward and a little bit of a hiatus there. Three week break. Uh, weren't feeling too good last week. I was dealing with migraines and Colin is Colin. So, no, I'm kidding. <laughs> um, so we decided to take the week off, but uh, yeah, now we, now we have a little bit more to talk about in terms of what we really think about the government of Ontario and the Ontario Hockey League actually figuring out a way to play this season. So it's yeah. kind of a little bit of a benefit that we waited uh, an extra week to record this one. Again, the 52nd mm-hmm. installment. Make sure you subscribe to uh, to the podcast uh, on Twitter, Instagram, at the Owen60 Podcast. Of course, give us a follow because we are tired of watching the WHL. Dougie Donuts and watching <laughs> the rest of the country play junior hockey. Yeah, it's tough watching the WHL and the QMJHL. Yeah. And you can't watch your own league. It's very tough. I mean, you get so jealous. I've been out of the loop lately on the dub, but I can't wait to get back into it because it's exciting watching uh, Connor Bedard. I kind of, yeah, Connor I really, Bedard, holy I really, That's all I, I really adopted. I really adopted a fandom of the Regina Patch. It's because of Connor Bedard. <laughs> That's the only reason why. You can't tell me any other player other than Connor Bedard. Be like, who? No. Who? Uh, yeah. Kids nasty, just stud. We'll touch on that later. Yeah, but uh, yeah. Also coming up on the show, we have a lot of former guests of the show succeeding at the next level, and in terms of the American Hockey League, um, players like Connor McMichael, Hunter Jones. uh, Oh, Hunter Jones found Luke Evangelista. Like, there's so many guys that we can touch on. Um, and we'll do that later on in the show. But to get things started, because we were getting a little bit fired up before we started recording this. So I was like, all right, hit the record <laughs> button. Let's just go. Uh, oh, we're all fired it's up. It's nice to be able to talk. It's nice to be able to talk. Yeah. Yeah. So we're kicking off this week's show, kind of giving everyone a state of the league, kind of where we are at with the government, with the province of Ontario with the Ontario hockey league, just the whole situation for any listeners, not in Ontario. And you to you, I am very jealous that you do not live here because you get hockey, junior hockey, you have C-H-A junior hockey. hockey. Um, Every and, other place in North America does except us. Yeah. And your uh, premier's family does not sell Coke. So that must be nice. <laughs> his Colin is laughing his butt off. <laughs> Got the I mean, break. The, Got the break. Sorry, the truth hurts. Uh, if no one remembers, oh if no one remembers Rob Ford, the former mayor of Toronto, of course, uh, rest in peace. He is no longer uh, on this earth. But um, if anyone remembers that whole ordeal and SNL kind of making it a huge thing, which was hilarious, by the way. Bobby Moynihan playing Rob Ford on Saturday Night Live. That was funny. Um, so, yeah, that's kind of where we're at in terms of um, what we think of the government because they have handled this very poorly. Ontario's probably handled it the worst. You could maybe say Quebec yeah. has been pretty I mean, bad. but About a month or two ago, I would say it wasn't that bad just because, I mean, the cases a day were through the roof. But how are we doing all this lockdown stuff and everyone's doing the procedures, the right procedures for the most part? I mean, obviously, there's still some, uh, I want to say, nut cases that don't. But, I mean, fair statement. I mean, for the most part, I mean, the last month, I mean, Reese, we both social distance. We go golf. We went golfing on Friday. There was, like, no problems. I mean, we had no problems, no symptoms. We social distanced. It was fine. But why is it that we just keep going up? And it's so it's so odd to me. It's just frustrating that we, the case count just keeps going up. And, I mean, there's a lot of people in the bigger cities like Toronto. I totally get that. But it's just odd that we just keep going up by 2,000 well, a day. Well, Ontario, that, which is bizarre. 
yeah, it doesn't help that you have all of these wahoos thinking that, oh, I'm going to go protest my rights because mm-hmm. I live on this planet. It's like, okay, yeah, I totally get it. you have the right to protest. Oh, I totally, I totally get that too. That. But, but do it in a safe. You still got to do it in a safe and respectful manner. Yeah, I mean, like the, they're not. Whole, it's not respectful. That whole anti-lockdown um, committee stupidity, whatever you want to call them, mm-hmm. uh, made their made their way to Brantford this past yeah, weekend. On supposed Saturday. to be here this weekend. Yeah, it's coming to Simcoe. And I want to go golf. Why? But <laughs> I just want to go golf. Um. So essentially, they there was what would you? I'd say at least 150 people, maybe between 100, 150 people that showed up um, in front of this uh, Italian restaurant in Brantford. And by the way, that Italian restaurant usually opens at 11. They could not open till 4.30 because all these Wahoos decided to come and protest in their parking lot. Um, so they lost mm-hmm. out on pretty much an entire day's profit. Eh, half oh, profit. Yeah. But... Um, that's kind of where we're at in Ontario. We're at the point of our government has really screwed up and we're mad about it. So we're just going to, you know, yeah. pretend to be the Texas Rangers fans and pack all of these areas. So, <laughs> that was wild. 40,000. We didn't have 40,000 people in a parking lot in Brantford, but no. that, yeah. that almost be half the population of Brantford. Almost. Yeah. Yeah. Almost. But, but yeah, I mean, I believe it was last Friday. There was a GM's meeting that was postponed. Yeah, that's not that's not a good sign. That's no. not a good sign. I mean, I think it's more focused on next year. In my opinion, I think it's more. You have to be on the following season because it's April the seventh today. It's yeah. April the seventh today, and we're recording the night before on the Tuesday night. But as of now, we have heard nothing from the OHL other than a league meeting that got postponed yeah. in the last three weeks. Like our- our Even Big Ten end. sources have nothing. Like they yeah. have, we haven't there's heard been, anything from there's been anyone nothing. we know around the league. Shout out Dan um, Patrick. Yeah, like the true, the true insiders and analysts and journalists that we know. Yeah, they know well, as Drager, much as we do. So, yeah, and Drager said it was postponed, and that's yep. it. It didn't sound good, and that's coming from probably the biggest source other than Jeff Merrick, I would say. Yeah, they're the two. For the American for the networks. Yeah, TSN, you've got uh, Dreger, and yeah. then for Sportsnet, it's Jeff Merrick. You might you get the odd Cosentino in there. But oh, yeah, Cosentino, yeah. He, he's a lot of Canada. He's not more like OHL. He does a lot. CHL. Like, obviously, mostly the CHL. RJ Broadhead has been MIA. I haven't heard from him since his last call. Um, can't remember what game it was. Some CHL Saturday showcase thing. But, um, yeah, it's essentially Merrick and Dreger who kind of have the network uh, inside info for everybody. I think, but... I think the last CHL showcase game on Sportsnet was the Barry-Ottawa game. Because I remember the Wings had like seven guys there to watch Forrester. Yeah. And Rossi. And I think Rossi, it might have been. Rossi. I think it was that – because Forrester, I remember he scored the, Philadelphia, the now Philadelphia first-round pick. Mm-hmm. I remember – I'd have to look. He scored in the game, and it was just a rocket. And the, I remember, though, like Steve Eiserman, Chris Draper uh, – there's a few others that were there. Sean Horkoff. Uh, who else? There's a few anyways. But we uh, – I mean, uh, they're there to watch Marco Rossi, I'd imagine. Yeah. And I think that was it. I want to say that was the last uh, game on Sportsnet. That's a long time ago. <laughs> that was a long- anyway, people who know me know I'm not the biggest fan of the CHL on Sportsnet games because you are there for what Hours. feels like an entire day. Where it feels like you're there for an extra hour. Yeah, regular OHL broadcast or regular OHL game is between two, two and a half hours. You get to the CHL on Sportsnet, you're there for possibly. Well, you get the three. three you get the three commercial oh, breaks yes. instead of just the one at the halfway point of the game. That's yeah, that's unfortunate. Yeah. yeah. There's so much stop and go. That's the thing about NHL games. You're hit and miss. You can go to an NHL game. It can be the worst game of your life that you ever watched. You can go to the local. You can go watch the local junior team play a junior C team. And it's watching a better game, more action packed, yep. and there's no breaks. It's tough when it's stop, that stop and go. Well, it's the well, flow of the game. Well, and it's funny too when you're watching some of these NHL games, and I'll, I can speak on behalf of the Red Wings, just listening to Ken Daniels and uh, not a big Nicky deal. Redmond uh, drinking their ginger ales, but oh, yeah. um, we're drinking bio steel. 
what, what when they get to yeah <laughs> when they get to the point Chill. of how to get, oh out of boy <laughs> I didn't pour myself one tonight I had one this morning shout out to the rainbow oh, twist oh that's clutch but uh, yeah essentially with the game going on without commercials they're and they finally get to a stoppage and there's it happens to be an icing and they go oh we were gonna pay some bills but we can't do it because it's an icing and. No, we haven't had a break in God knows how long. And they're like, oh, we're kind of enjoying this, having no commercial breaks, destroying the flow. And then it happens and they're like, oh, okay. I guess then it happens again. Now. You know, because. Yeah, then it happens again. Runs like, the world, on. So. Um, but yeah, in, in terms of the Ontario Hockey League, and w- like there was some sort of excitement a couple of weeks ago because the. There was traction. Yeah, the government and the league were having discussions, Lisa McLeod, like there's that whole announcement about the OHL scholarship program, which is awesome. Of course, not yeah, all OHLers sure. end up playing in the NHL. So there has to be a backup plan here and a couple ice dogs signing um, in the last couple of weeks. I know yeah. Adrian Baraldo signed actually yeah. on this. Yeah. On the sixth. So um, heading to Ryerson seems to be a popular school for a lot yeah. of OHLers, but uh, yeah. And then, nothing came of that past the scholarship. And she goes, Oh, it's a fully our intention to get a season under right. Yeah. Okay. Sure. It is. Yeah, you better um, know the date when they play hockey. Yeah. And then, and then there was a little bit more encouraging news because, you know, we kind of had speculation. We're like, okay, where, where are we thinking hub cities? And of course, Niagara popped up. They've got Brock university. And they've got Niagara like, college and sounded you know, like London Kitchener too rivalry. Yeah. And it sounded, it sounded like London for sure. Yeah they fully intended on hosting a hub and then it sounded like Kitchener too is yeah. interested. So at yeah, least but, I don't know if there's an offer, but, but they there's all, interest. But I brought up Niagara because there was like Lisa McLeod, the minister of sport tourism, whatever else she is, I don't really care. Um, about, Answer my email and we will. Yeah, exactly. About <laughs> just making a tourism announcement. You're thinking, Oh, Niagara falls. Like that's tourism heaven other than Toronto and like, okay, like the conservative government announcement in Niagara potential to be a hub city. And it had nothing to do with the Ontario hockey league whatsoever. And also when Doug Ford mentions about um, how he's starting to get involved and he's taking these letters very seriously from players and uh, parents as well from around the league. And he's starting to get involved. I mean, we've had less traction. It feels like. There was a little bit. I'm not going to lie. There was a little bit of traction. Yep. Couple, three weeks ago, I want to say there was some legit interest of returning yep. to the ice. But, I mean, I think we drew it up last time that we'd have to return, like, this Monday coming. Oh, yeah. Yeah. The, uh, I'll, I'll look up the tweet. Um, actually, I'll do it while we're talking right now. But, but as Garrett I'm Cole gets sure. another strikeout for my fantasy team. But, I'm pretty uh, sure we mentioned – I'm pretty sure – I think when I drew it out last week or – when we recorded last, I think I drew it out quickly on my phone. I think and it so. was, and I think to make it work before to be at least five games into a 15 game season, we might've said, I know it wasn't 20 because that wouldn't be, yeah, so that'd be too long. So basically on, this was March 17th. I tweeted out, I uh, quote tweeted Lisa or uh, Lisa McLeod, Ryan Payette's tweet basically saying, Yeah, there's another one that basically saying Lisa McLeod is looking at a return to play plan in place by the end of the month. Yeah, that went well, didn't it? And yeah, April Fools. Yeah, essentially, my tweet was basically based off of this, the OHL would begin play by mid April or so at the earliest, obviously, depending yeah. on isolation period for players before entering some sort of bubble or hub city. So mm-hmm. it's more realistic that the puck won't drop until the third or fourth week of April, maybe. Yeah. And That's clearly there's no OHL plan. We're past the end of March. So here we are now talking yeah. to you on April 7th or 8th or 9th or whatever and day. Nothing's changed. It's yeah, actually gotten worse. It's yeah, actually gotten worse. Way worse. We March 17th, I'd say we were averaging what's between 1700 and 2000 cases per day in the, in the province of Ontario, we're around yeah. 3,000 now. So for anyone out in Saskatchewan, Alberta, BC, or Manitoba, or even out east, that's where Ontario is right now. Where you guys, you seem to have a little bit more under control. I'm not yeah. specifically sure what your numbers are because I didn't look them up because I don't live there. 
but we're at uh, 3000 and it's more likely that it's going to go up. Um, yeah. So, Talk today about another uh, stay at home order. Yep. Uh, and the largest school board of all time, maybe not of all time, but it's pretty big. Um, the Toronto district school board is shutting down all schools effective of well today, April 7th. So that's kind of where they are in Toronto. They're averaging a thousand themselves. So a thousand out of the 3000 cases are just from one city. And I get yeah. that it's the GTA and all of that stuff that I get that, but Toronto is its own separate region. You've got different regions and counties um, outside the main part of Toronto. So and essentially Toronto is the center of the Ontario hockey league. That's where most of the players are yeah. from. the GTA, like the GTA, like, you know, it's until it's sorted out there. It's impossible. Yep. It's tough to get anything going. Yep. So we're essentially on the train of, all right, September, here we go. And That's essentially yeah, where we're at right now. And I know, yes, I know yesterday evening we talked about for a little bit about the possible, I had an idea possibly about having a like a tournament type thing for the overagers just to be able to play in front of scouts. So you put the four, uh, you put the four divisions, you put each OA in their own division, right? So you have the Midwest, you have the West divisions in the Western conference. And then those two teams have their own. And then in the East, they have their own teams and there's four teams and they just play for two weeks. Yeah you get a chance like a round robin, right? So the tournament so format they, and you get a chance to play in front of scouts. It's almost see like how much... they have to work something out with the rest of the Canadian hockey league and do some sort of NHL showcase. Like yeah, you exactly. have to do something. Yeah. That's what I think it comes down to. I think that's what it comes down to for the OAs. I think you got to do that. Cause I don't think there's going to be a season. So that's how you have to let those OAs have a chance to play, play for their dream. And the hockey, if you did this like playoff type tournament, would be it'd be pretty exciting in my opinion it'd be pretty exciting you don't have to play at a big rink you can play the community rink obviously you can't be locked down to do that you have to be in uh, you can't be locked down so hopefully hopefully that's an idea no guarantees but i mean it kind it's kind of logical but it's not at the same time because you got people from europe you have um you have people coming from all over the place to play for the division so that's kind of tough but it would be nice if you could do that to get guys the opportunity to play in front of NHL scouts in their last year. Because, I mean, it's – for us, I mean, show guest uh, Riley McCourt, he would have been in the way this year. If he didn't sign with the Marlies, yeah, he'd have his, no shot. his dream would be done. His shot would be done yeah. if he didn't get the AHL offer. That's the thing. I mean, the AHL, yeah, it'll find you. But Noel Hoffenmeyer had a heck of a year last year for the Ottawa 67s. That helped him a ton get on the radar. Got, I mean, you're not Kevin Hancock had a great year his last year in COA. I mean, guys like that had big years in their OA year and they get signed. You're not going to find that this year just because you're not going to, they're not going to be given the opportunity. So that's tough. I mean, Adrian Beraldo, I mean, Reese, you saw him play Niagara. He's a solid defenseman. I mean, he's a solid third defenseman. He's a guy that could possibly get a a signing in the AHL. I mean, he can run a power play in the OHL, no problem. I mean, he looked good on yeah, that. And, that, and that's play. the thing we're saying here. We're not saying, oh, they have no shot at the NHL or playing professional hockey. They're just not at all. play U sports or whatever. No, we're saying no, like, guys are still fighting for AHL and even ECHL contracts, right? Exactly. Or contracts over gonna, in Europe. And you're not going to get that is. player that comes out of nowhere this year, which is very unfortunate because every yeah. year there's a kid that just has a huge OA year and he gets his deal and he gets to get paid and he gets a chance yep. to play out his uh, live out as a childhood dream. So that's tough. Also, I had an idea for the rookies coming up in the league. And it's kind of like the gold cup. We missed the gold cup. And I mean, I think now with yeah. like with the four teams like that, it's only four teams. You could kind of do a tournament like that because there's only four teams. There's not a lot of movement. So I had an idea that the 16 and 17 year olds from last. So the rookies last year that were in their rookie season, that didn't get a chance to play a lot. And there was a lot that are in their draft year this year. They didn't get a shot to play a ton. Those guys and the rookies coming up to this year go on one team. It's kind of like the young stars game in the NBA. Hey, you had the first and second years play. It's yeah. kind of like that, but a tournament for the 16 and 17 year olds, just to let them get a chance to play in front of scouts, see where they are amongst their peers, because they're the future of the league. They're, they are the future of the well, league. So are the minor midget kids that didn't play. Exactly. So exactly. How, how does the OHL look at them? You look at their banner footage? No, because they've grown. Kids more grown. Than 
yeah, you grow so much. You grow so much in that year. Yeah, like, it's tough. It's very tough, but I think that's the only way you could do it with the OHL. I think that's the important age groups, the 16, 17-year-olds, and then the OAs, obviously, because you want to let them have their last shot to play in front of scouts. And you want those 16, 17-year-olds to get their feet wet and really play a big role right away, which isn't going to happen. and It's going to affect the quality of play, in my opinion, by them not playing in a year and a half. That's tough. Because, I mean, I'm going to use Gavin Bryan as an example. I mean, great friend of the show. I'm going to beat him in a sandbagger soon. Um, yeah, we've already been out once. He's probably been out. but That's fine, though. That's, that's what we got to do. We got to hey. recap our first round at Mystic. We'll do that later on in the show. Hey, too. I've improved. I've improved over the winter. I've improved. I mean, maybe, maybe. But um, I'm coming for him this year. So I just think a guy like him – he hasn't been able to play hockey in a year and a half. I mean, skate all the time. You lift all the time. You're in the gym working out, right? But it's totally different when you get in the game. And, I mean, so he's going to go into that situation at 17 years old, miss that whole year, and all of a sudden 17 he's going to be, oh, you're a rookie, right? You're making your debut like that. Yeah. That's very, very tough to do. It's yeah, very gonna tough be two to go into the league rookie like of the year. If you think about it, yeah, there's two age groups that, for rookie of the year. And it would be nice to see the young guys like that. I mean, Panofemus, uh, Ty Nelson, any first, any draft pick, yep. they're not going to get that first year experience. So they're kind of going to get thrown right into the fire, right into the fire at 17. They're not their first game. They may be playing. I mean, Ty Nelson could very well be playing first pair of minutes, his yeah. first game at 17. He's in his draft year next year. And he's probably going to be a first round pick in the national hockey league. I mean, He's an elite defenseman. He's an elite two-way defenseman. He's going to get thrown right into the fire probably right away in his first OHL game. And I mean, it's very tough to do. I mean, Jamie Drysdale is a first-round defenseman. He can't – I mean, he was he was legit. I mean, he was legit his first year. Everyone knew he was going to be a first-round pick. But even Jamie Drysdale didn't get thrown right into the fire. Yeah. Evan Bouchard was a healthy scratch. Like, he's a first-round defenseman. I mean, yeah, like what, what Mike Stubbs told us, Evan Bouchard was one of those players in the locker room that was like, uh oh, yeah. we just lose the Mem Cup. And then they That's scored what... seven seconds later. So mm-hmm. it's guys like, yeah, first round defenseman, it's tough to go right into the fire. Yeah. I mean, he's in it, guys like Ty Nelson, the defenseman, he's going to get thrown in the fire. Gavin Bryant, I mean, he's a, respons- he's a responsible two way player. I mean, high skill set as well. He's going to get thrown right into the fire, at least second, third line minutes. I can see for Gavin, at least third line being mm-hmm. 17. And also uh, Panofemus. I mean, Niagara, unfortunately, isn't probably going to see Daniel Goosh. He just broke the Muskegon uh, Lumberjacks. Uh, oh, Fonts record. We'll give you an update Fonts on that as well. Get jacked. Yeah, we'll get, <laughs> you, get you updated on everything Muskegon Lumberjacks as well as we move Voice crack. Voice crack. I'm going to get but jacked. I also saw two today. Uh, Name bracket champion Giancarlo Shanton. Yeah, very uh, unfortunate. He's injured now, so he will definitely not be in Niagara when the season doesn't happen. So, yeah, hopefully next that's year. That's tough to see, but yeah, hopefully next year. I mean, October, you see him. Knee injuries are usually a long time, so you hope yeah. by October, maybe November. Yeah, it's just, it, it, it's you don't a want to go timeline, but what, what we've put ourselves to in Ontario and I get, I'm not blaming the league. I, I'm blaming the government, but only to a certain extent because people in Ontario are nut jobs. I'm sorry. That's just the way it's been the last month or two. We're, it's we're, been we're so, so up and dumb. down, back and forth. We're yeah, idiots. it's been all over the place. It, it hey. makes no sense whatsoever. We, we feel the need to, and that's a, in Brantford, every day at my new job at, uh, at uh, good old Ford, um, I'll, dr- I'll drive. You own the Detroit Lions. Congratulations. Um, I'll drive by the uh, on uh, Clarence Street in Brantford. And for anyone who's kind of familiar with the area, you kind of know it's just as you exit downtown, there's all these people. There's at least 25 to 30 people on one mm-hmm. corner protesting. Oh, the media is the virus and all oh, lockdowns are crap. And the virus is a hoax. And, you know, they might as well have a sign saying Donald Trump is my hero. Uh, that that's yeah, essentially where we're at in Brantford and in Ontario is people feel like, Oh, well, it's really divided. It, it's been it's more really than divided. a year. So this virus 
shouldn't be a factor anymore. So I'm just going to do whatever I want um, because it's been a year and I feel the need to just, uh, you know, um, oh, what's the word I'm looking for? Feel I think the, the problem- need to act normal. Yeah, that's essentially what I mean. We're, we're pretty we're pretty divided right now as a province, in my opinion. It's unfortunate. Yeah. It's unfortunate, but I mean, it's the most unfortunate part is that we don't get a chance to do our dream. Basically, we don't get a chance to cover the league we've watched yeah. since we were little kids. I mean, it's well, very I mean, unfortunate. It's very who, unfortunate. Who knows? I wasn't. I wasn't told this whether this was the reason or not, but I may still be employed at uh, Bell Media if this pandemic did not happen. And I would be all over the Hamilton Bulldogs. 100%. Um, just because I'd be the OHL reporter for TSN 1150. We, and we'd I'd probably be, be on air. Game and we'd probably be on air. Yeah, the baseball show. Yeah. Yeah. I forgot about that. Um, but... It, it just sucks. And for anyone who I've been asked this a few times, I know Matt Rowe asked me about it. I, there's been a couple other people in Brantford that have asked me kind of what went down in Hamilton. Cause the, you hear all the stories about Winnipeg and Vancouver, how they got kicked off the air and everything. So very unfortunate. Um, we recorded a show about a month and a half ago or so. And then just life happened. And we never released it. So I'll kind of give everyone a quick rundown of how it went down in Hamilton. I'll do it after the break just so I can go get a drink of water because my throat's kind of dry. Yeah. I I kind of need that water. Yeah. The last month, the last month and a half, we've been through the ringer. (laughs) I know, eh? We've been through the ringer. That's why we took some time off. That's why we took some time off. Yeah. Get some focus now. um, It's tough. Yeah, the baseball show's up and running for anyone who hasn't heard it yet. That'd be sweet if you checked it out. Yeah, you can watch me botch a yeah. Yeah, yesterday I... on the third segment. Well, you just botched well, we that because you can't watch it. So We had a bet, though. We had a bet, though, when I was going to bet off there that when I was going to yeah. botch a segment, that was one of them. Yeah. So if anyone hasn't listened to it, it is the uh, MLB Full Count podcast on the Armchair GM Sports Network. Um, we talk baseball. It's pretty fun. Yeah. Because there's no OHL and we're not doing this on a weekly basis and watching footage and games and you know what have you getting ready for playoffs. Oh, it's so hard to find footage. Say, but I saw footage of a shift by shift for Francesco Pinelli. It was like very tough. Yeah. To like hear, like the different translation. I mean, the community ranks there too. I mean, his rank wasn't bad, but it was tough. Yeah. So. Yeah, that's. That's basically our thoughts on this whole situation with the Ontario Hockey League and with the government. And uh, we just – there's no, no hope for a season that, uh, in the spring yeah. whatsoever. There's not a chance it's going to happen. Uh, so we're crossing our fingers that players report to their respective teams I, in the beginning of September. And I hope to hear a draft plan before uh, – Yeah, yeah before that's true. The OHL draft. Was supposed year to ago, be Sunday. last weekend. Yeah, so a year ago Sunday, I think it was. Yep, that was that was one. That, I think that show. was a, that was one hundred percent the longest episode we've ever had. That was a long day. Oh, it was. It was, was that hours, it, wasn't it? Was that when I went out with the hockey stick for the Uber Eats? Uh, yeah. Yes. <laughs> and we all blew out the I microwave. Maybe. <laughs> that would have been a la- that, that would have been, been a lasting funny. impression. That would have been <laughs> I remember. I would have got Thursday. fired from TSN a long time before uh, February. <laughs> Inside uh, info. Yeah. We'll tell that. We'll tell that after the break. We'll tell that after yeah. the break. Yeah. So we'll, we'll get to that start. story after the break, and uh, we'll give you an update on former show guests on how they're doing um, with their respective AHL clubs. Nasty. And then there's a and 15-year-old in the dub that's pretty good, eh? Yeah, he's, he's not bad, eh? Just uh, average. I mean, Connor it's not a big deal. He's, he's pretty good. So uh, yeah. we'll update you him as well. We'll update you on our first round of golf. We'll update you on the 0-6 Masters school that's in the playoffs that We're neither of us are in anymore. Hey, you um, wait till you see my draft plan. I got made the playoffs. So yeah, you see my deadline. Yeah, I got to read off the picks. I got to read off the yeah. picks. So. Um, so we'll get to all of that and more after the break here on the 0-60 podcast. 
This is the Owen 60. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at the Owen 60 pod for all the latest updates and news from around the OHL. Welcome back to the Owen 60 podcast. I'm Reese Demaney along with Colin Ward. Of course, follow us on Twitter and Instagram at the Owen 60 podcast. Of course, we are on Facebook as well at the Owen 60 podcast. Our link tree is everywhere to where you can access the audio, where you can access our website. You can access Joe Vanderland's articles as it's been very tough to try and get players um, to get for these articles and even to get on our show. So, um, that's why it's a little bit light on content, but you know, we're expecting a season and it's obviously probably not yeah, going to happen. Thing. So that's another thing that affects us. Yeah. Yeah. Not having not availability to players. Yeah. That, yeah. So it's kind of where we're at now and it sucks, but we've kind of accepted it as, okay, it happens. Yeah. But, uh, to the, uh, Bell media story with, uh, TSN 1150, and I can remember the day to a T. I guess you never really remember the first time you get fired. I don't yeah. know. Well, in that industry, in the industry, that happens a ton. It's yeah. unfortunate, but it happens. Yep. So I'll kind of run it down for you. It was a was it a Tuesday? I think it was a Tuesday. It's a Tuesday. And Marsh right after and- Bell, let's talk. Yeah, yeah, it was like a week, like a week or after. two or whatever uh, yeah. after Bell. Let's talk. So I'm going in. Uh, I get there around 11:30 or so, just because we're getting ready to do a CFL free agency show. I was going to produce it with uh, Marshall Ferguson and Kyle Mello hosting it, as they do every year. They do a CFL free agency thing. I still remember. Being in the TSN 1150 studios for freezing my rain. internship doing it. Yeah, freezing rain. My car was full of ice. It sucked back, yeah. in, uh, back in 2019. But uh, the 2020 version did not happen. I arrived. I was all ready to fill my bottle up with water, get a BioSteel going, get Paul pumped up for nice. the show. And then uh, this woman out of nowhere. And for anyone listening, I'm explaining this because... You didn't really hear the story of what happened in Hamilton, whereas Vancouver and Winnipeg mm-hmm. kind of mentioned that already. You kind of heard the stories about how they were pulled off air. So this is kind of how it went down in Hamilton. So like I said, I'm there and this woman walks towards me. She looks important. So I'm like, I'm either in trouble or I'm getting a promotion. And you never saw her before. Yeah. I'd never seen her before, but it was that's my... a sign with Bell, with Bell media. That's a sign. Yeah. If you don't see a person that you see every day. You're probably yeah. in trouble. <laughs> but it was my boss's boss. So that's more than like, because she runs like, um, well, she did um, run a number of stations. Obviously, that got cut short with TSN 150 not being around anymore. But uh, yeah, so she comes up to me and goes, hi, are you Reese? And I'm like, yes. She goes, hi, I'm Hillary. Nice to meet you. And I'm like, is it though? Yeah, like, what are you about to say to me? <laughs> I, yeah, didn't, you know I didn't say up. that, but I thought it. But you knew, but you knew something was up. Yeah, and then yeah. she goes, "Oh, not much. We're uh, uh, we're gonna need you to go home." And I was like, "Excuse me." What? Yeah. She goes, "Yeah, there's gonna be a no free agency show today," and I go, "Okay." And I'm like, "What about like the regular programming, like Leafs Lunch or Overdrive?" She goes, no, yeah. no, just we need you to go home. Um, I'm going to send you an email in the next half hour about a, uh, about a conference call that's going to take place at 1230. And I'm like, you want, you want to just fire me now? Yeah. And she said, she was like, what do you I'm mean? Like, like, I had no idea what I was, what I was talking, like, yeah. she had no idea what I was talking about. And I'm like, I know what a conference call means. And this is going to be a poll question up on our Twitter at the own 60 podcast. What is the true <laughs> meaning when your boss says there's a conference call within the next hour options will be you're fired. It will be, you're getting a promotion or it's just a general meeting. So that poll will be up on the own 60 podcast. We'll read you the results uh, on our 53rd episode. And she goes, no, I'm not going to, get into the 
what the conference call is about. Um, just mm-hmm. there's no show today, so I'm just gonna need you to go. I'm sorry I didn't get a hold of you before you came in. And I'm like, yeah, that would have been nice before a 30 minute drive from Brantford. And she goes, no kidding, man. She was like, oh, you're coming from Brantford. I'm like, yep. So yeah, thanks. You care to ask? And then, yeah, you care to ask? And then I left. And then yeah. it was funny because I was driving home, called my girlfriend, and I'm like, hey, I think I just got fired. She's <laughs> like, what? And I'm like, yeah, someone important came up to me and told me to go home. So I'm on the bandwagon of getting fired. And she was like, oh, no, you don't know that yet. And I'm like, okay, whatever. I do, but all right. So hang yeah, on. You know. And I'm on my way home, cranking the tunes. And uh, I get a call from Marshall Ferguson as I, as I get into Brantford. Jeez, working sucks. I'm so tired. Um, <laughs> t-shirts, own 60 t-shirts, working right? sucks. Um, so, yeah, Marshall calls me. He goes, hey, so that was a fun show. And I'm like, yeah, that lasted all of 10 minutes. And he goes, yeah, that was kind of screwed up, wasn't it? And I was like, yeah, a little bit. He goes, yeah, it was weird because same thing happened to him. Like his was bad too. He was set up. Yeah, he he was was all set up like the week up. He had a camera. He had everything ready to go for this. That's terrible. Show and she. That's such a bad. That's such a bad thing to do like that. She said the same thing to him, and he goes, "Well, I am. Am I at least allowed to clean out my things? Because again, he knew (laughs) what was going on. He had an idea. And he's kind of got the. She was like, "Well, what personality? Yeah." He's like, what do you mean? He goes, well, I know I'm not coming back. So can I at least grab my things from the studio? She goes like, yeah, make it quick. So of course he got make it quick. Yeah, yeah. Essentially. You think I want to be here? Yeah. I know. <laughs> like, you I think know. I want to be here with you? So that was funny. I get off the phone with him. I talk with a couple other guys from, uh, from work and that's that. So then 1230 comes and the email that I got, Oh, it'll be half hour conference call. I was like, really? I didn't think it needed to be that long. So half an hour, and I'm like, okay, so we might not be getting fired because if it was might half an plan. hour, they just say, that, yeah, like there might be a plan in place. Maybe it's promotion. Yeah. And so I get on the call, and I hear the woman's voice that I had never met before, Hillary. And and it's everybody. I it's like, Vancouver and Winnipeg on there too. Oh yeah, yeah. It was a whole. It's um, everybody. That yeah. one, it might not have been. It might have just, just been Hamilton. a regional one. I'm not sure. Okay. I could be wrong. Because remember in Hamilton, but, in Vancouver, it happened at like, it was like 6 a.m. or like 7 is, or 8 a.m. Yeah, no, it was. They pulled the morning show. They started playing the Green well, Day song right now. 12.30 our time. So it was 9.30 for them. Yeah. Um. So then, yeah, it probably was at the same time. And of mm-hmm. course, waiting for the conference call to start, scrolling on Twitter, see a tweet. Uh, TSN's limiting stations in Vancouver, Winnipeg, and Hamilton. And I go, Quick, see ya. I'm, I'm really glad I saw this on Twitter. Mm-hmm. And of course, conference call goes on. She starts talking. Hey, we've decided to uh, uh, cease operations uh, at our uh, Hamilton, Winnipeg, and Vancouver stations. Um, this wasn't a decision we made lightly. We really thought hard about this. And I said this over the phone. I'm like, you didn't think about it. It was a matter of, okay, what stations are we doing? Like, let's get this decided. Yeah. Let's kick them I, out so we don't have to pay them anymore. Yep. Clearly, I, clearly, I wasn't on. I was on the line, but they clearly couldn't hear me. I was muted. And so the call was two minutes. It was, yep, you're fired. Your services are no longer required if you're on this call. And someone from HR will be in touch about severance and all of your, uh, um, I guess, packages that you get when you get laid off. Yeah. So that's essentially how it went down. And I got drunk that night, so it was fun. But the after that call sucked, but the booze helped oh, it a bit that day. So um, that's it's essentially tough. how it went down. It, at TSN eleven fifty in Hamilton. Bush League way to do it. By the way, the sign is still up on the building, and it still says TSN eleven fifty alongside really? Funny eight twenty and one zero two nine K Light. So, good job, Bell Media. What did you do with the basketball net? I hit threes in that. I should have taken that. I <laughs> yeah, taken. there's that's some the cool only, crap the, in there. I should have done the Marshall and been. 
I should have gone to Marshall and been like, yo, can Even I take this? <laughs> Steven A's up. Because I, I guarantee exactly. no one's gone in there to clean anything. I guarantee it's still oh, guarantee all sports still exact or business same. station running. It's so dumb. I yeah, I guarantee that. But, yeah. Be nice. Hey, that basketball, go, that's an 60 yeah. classic. That and the hockey stick was a classic. Yeah. That was a classic. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I, I get the whole point. We've taken I get the shots whole... for like 20 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> I get the whole point of not telling anyone like you're fired or anything, but like, no, my yeah. boss didn't even know he was just coming in for a normal inside. Like we were getting plans ready for the baseball show that I was going to host. Like it was, and then all of a sudden, man, eh, you're fired by. So, um, <laughs> yeah, that kind of sucked. Yeah. But, uh, we need to uh, light the place on fire. On. I know <laughs> traditional radio like the- is not really, uh, too big of a thing anymore but uh after my uh exit from tsn 1150 i'm a major fan of lead off on sportsnet 590 the fan with ziggy and scotty mac so if no one has ever listened to that show and enjoy sports i would listen because i really enjoy those guys so um go rogers i guess you could say i don't know yeah hey, chl <laughs> chl now right that's what i'm saying so yeah, you have to be the yeah, bad that's, guys. That's the Bell Media story for anyone who I haven't talked to about it, or if I talked to you about it, this is more detail of how it happened, just because it's a little tough to do it over text. So there it is. Yeah, there it is. I'm trying to. Th- there it is. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. So. On to some uh, show guest news. Yeah, show guest to... news next. Yeah, show guest news is next. Right? Yeah. I Unless you want to do Muskegon the before the break and then do show guests after. Show guests yeah, will take longer than Muskegon. Yeah, we'll go Jax. All right, mid. So it's been a while. The Neil Gushin broke the yeah that was that was record. The goose, love that. That's the most recent news. Yeah, there really isn't anything else. Yeah, just looking at recent scores for Muskegon, they just swept Team USA. Um, yeah, that was big. With victories of 5-4 to four in a shootout on the 31st, a 7-4 win on April 2nd, and a 4-3 win April 3rd against Team USA. So actually dating back, that is four wins in a row after, a, uh, after an overtime win against Youngstown on the 27th. We're going so. streaking. Muskegon currently on a nice four-game winning streak <laughs> heading into the playoffs. And for anyone yeah, wondering where they're at in terms of the standings, I can tell you one team has already clinched. And shocker, it is the Chicago Steel. Didn't expect yeah. that. But, <laughs> uh, yeah, so the Chicago Steel currently 47 games played. Uh, they're 31-11-3-2, and two, 67 points. Right behind them, the Muskegon Lumberjacks. They've played one less game. They have a record of 30, 13, 1, and 2. They have 63 points, and they are eight points up on the Green Bay Gamblers, who have three games in hand on the Jacks. But the way the Jacks are playing right now, it may be pretty tough to catch them, and the Jacks possibly still a chance to catch the Chicago Steel for first place in the Eastern Conference. But that's kind of where the Lumberjacks are in terms of the standings, and it looks like – They're plotting the plane right now, though. Hell yeah, they are. Love that. Yeah, they're, they're getting jacked. Um, and heading into the final few weeks of the season, they've still got uh, eight games to play uh, on their schedule. They've got two against Dubuque coming up on April 8th and 9th. Uh, both are home games at Mercy Health Arena. Then they will – actually, three in a row, excuse me. Three in a row, a three and three against the uh, – Dubuque Saints, Fighting Saints, Saints, Fighting Saints, Fighting Saints. Dubuque, Adding fighting, fighting makes it sound way better. That's awesome. Sounds Consider, tough. Considering hockey's trying to get rid of fighting, although I don't think the Notre Dame Fighting Irish will change their name anytime soon. Um, so they've got the three against Dubuque, and then they head on the road to Youngstown for two. Then they're in Dubuque for one, and then they are in Chicago for two to round out the season and who knows that could be for first in the eastern conference it will more than likely be first in the entire ushl just because the 
the Eastern Conference has been a bigger powerhouse this season anyways. I mean, yeah. you could say Chicago Steel, Muskegon, Lumberjacks, they are 1-2 in the United States Hockey League. In uh, third place is Tri-City Storm in the Western Conference. They've got 59 points. And then um, the Fargo Force. And then you've got the Green, Gate, Green Bay Gamblers at 55 sweet points. Name. So that's a pretty sweet yeah. name, eh? And then you yeah, got it's- Team USA. That's so yeah, pl- just- that's so plain. Yeah, it's the stars. I mean, I get it. It's obviously it's their development program for yeah. the Americans, but oh well. So that's kind of your quick update on the Muskegon Lumberjacks. Of course, we will be flaunting a flannel as soon as they hit the postseason. <laughs> yes, sir. Because playoff time is the best time. So flaunting the flannel, getting jacked. Love it. Creating havoc. And that will spell another break for us here on the Owen 60 podcast. When we come back, former guests of the show are golf. Lighten it up. And yeah, yes, golf. Sir. Golf is awesome. I love yeah, you had a good round. You had a good love round that golf is back. Hell yeah. You I love my dart. New you hit a dart. Oh, you I hit did. a dart on a I did. four. I'll let everyone know uh, Ooh, yeah, about my me. dart. I will uh, let everyone know about uh, my new hybrid. That is awesome. Yeah. And, uh, Colin Ward, a little bit of an improvement at Mystic. Hey, and we'll hey. also make fun of them because they charged us full price and we could only play on 17 greens. So uh, we'll, explain yeah, that that. Was we'll explain that when we come back here. On oh, just going to pin podcast. on that hole, though. This is the Owen 60. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at the Owen 60 pod for all the latest updates and news from around the OHL. Welcome back to the Owen 60 podcast with Colin Ward. I'm Reese Dumaney. As we get towards the end of our 52nd episode, uh, lots of shout outs to go around and we're going to focus on four players. Uh, Yeah. Who we've had on the show. And of course we'll start with guest number one who had one of the most significant milestones, actually two significant milestones uh, since we last chatted Hunter Jones with the Iowa wild records his first career AHL win and then follows it up with his first career AHL shutout. Yeah. I mean, he stopped the, I mean, he's player of the week in the AHL this past week and stopped 93 of 96 shots. It's very impressive. He had three wins as well. And I mean, Hunter kind of struggled at the start. I mean, for goalies to play professional hockey like that, it's hard. It's hard to step up there and, succeed right away i mean sometimes hitting adversity is very good for a young player and i mean it's very it's worked very good for him because he looks like he did in the ohl ohl fans know how he looked in the oh i mean he dominated it i mean peterborough scores more than two goals in a game peterborough's winning that game because hunter jones is that good and it was nice to see out of hunter uh this past week he looked really good on the top of his game, he's back to that technical sound style, never out of position. He's always square to the shooter. Very important for a goaltender, young goaltenders. If you're listening, always make sure you're square to the shooter. Be well challenge the goaltender as well, or challenge the shooters as well. But uh, Hunter Jones looks very well. He's feeling his net very good. And yeah, nice to see. Yeah, he's improved his record with the Iowa Wilds 4 7 and 1. The uh, number's still not very pretty, obviously, with that rough start for him. And whether or not you blame every goal on him, it's tough to do that uh, for a goaltender. But his goals against average, 4-2-1, save percentage of 8-6-7. Like I said, his play mm-hmm. has improved. So expect those numbers to get a lot better. So Hunter Jones, first exactly. shout-out of our last segment. The next player, London Knight. We're big fans of him. Luke Evangelista with the Chicago Wolves records his first career point as it was an assist. Yeah, I mean, yeah, for Luke getting a chance to play, I figured it was a matter of time because they're sharing a team. I mean, they're sharing a team with Carolina, Nashville is with with the Chicago Wolves. So I figured it was a matter of time because they're doing a lot of movement. I feel like another show guest, Phil Tomasino, is – very close to the deadline. It's very close to being coming up because just because of the deadline approaching and Nashville is going to sell yep. some guys, it looks like. And there's an opportunity again for Phil Tomasino, a show guest to get possibly hit, make his NHL debut. So be on the lookout for that. But yeah, Luke Evangelista, he's kind of a guy. And I tweeted this out 
Luke Evangelista is a guy that can play on the fourth line and pick up points. He can play on the first line and pick up points. He's kind of like a chameleon. He can play on any line. He can blend in anywhere. And yep. that's and Luke Evangelista, he's an excellent player in my opinion. I like the way he can adapt. I mean, there's other people that don't see that in Luke Evangelista's game. I think they're crazy because I thought last year he was London's most underrated player by far two years ago now last season, I guess. But I thought he was London's most underrated player. He could play on any line and put up points which was the most impressive thing about Luke. He um, He's very responsive, responsible in his own end. He uh, doesn't really – he doesn't lose you games, he wins you games, which is nice. You don't see him on the bad end of the scoring sheet when they're losing, and you always see him on the good end of the scoring sheet because they're winning. So that's nice to see him always be consistent points-wise too as well. So yeah. it's nice to see. Yeah, Luke Evangelista, the last time we saw him in an Ontario Hockey League uniform – with the London Knights in 62 games played, 23 yeah, goals, assists, uh, 61 points. And you mentioned about him not being on the worst end of the score sheet most nights. Yeah, he was a plus 15 uh, that mm-hmm. season. So um, with his start with the Chicago Wolves, he's got that one assist in three games played so far. We actually, we actually unofficially booked his interview in person. <laughs> That night in Niagara, yeah. the featured game. We talked yeah, to him after true. the game. Yeah, yeah we, we talked to him after the game by the night's room. I mean, he's a great kid. Uh, and that's when we kind of unofficially booked him coming on yeah. the show. So that's an interesting story for you about Luke Evangelista and how we acquired him on the show. Yeah. Um, on to his teammate, Lionel Michael, <laughs> And he is cool. playing very well for the Hershey Bears um, this season. 19 games played. He's got 12 points. Um, He's a plus two as well as a rookie. It's nice to see him on the plus side of things. So Tough lead uh, to come up and score right away too. Yeah, and he had a beauty of a goal uh, the other night. It was a a turnover. He picked the puck up and just sniped. Yeah, I just had the clip on. Yeah, late in the game. There's 3-16 to go in the game against uh, Bennington and – Hershey, I mean, McMichael on the turnover all alone. And if you're a Knights fan or any OHL fan in general, you saw this goal so many times by Connor McMichael. It's kind of like a snapshot, yeah, but it's a wrist shot too. And it's long, quick, which is interesting to say because long, quick. I mean, Austin Matthews shoots like that and the puck just explodes off his stick with how quick it is. And Connor McMichael has that same shooting ability as Austin Matthews. I mean, that's a lot of pressure, but I can see Connor McMichael having the same – well, not the same because it's still a lot of pressure, but I can see him putting up points just beneath, just beneath an Austin Matthews level just because of how good he is, because how good a shot is. And, yeah, no surprise, you give Connor McMichael that much space on the ice, he's going to score every time. So yeah, we're just, just counting down the days until we see him in a Washington Capitals uniform full-time. So it's really nice to see Connor McMichael thrive. Yeah, you got the start, the you got the solo Bears. up. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that was awesome. Um, yeah. And finally, never seen him play a game in the OHL, but uh, played for the Brantford 99ers. He's a very good friend of the show. His dad's a good friend of the show. Yeah, um, shout out to Greg. Huge sandbagger, but uh, Gavin Bryant. Huge sandbagger. He's was, the biggest uh... <laughs> sandbagger. He's one sec. He, Gavin, you are the biggest sandbagger. In the history of the Sandbagger Invitational, we've only had one player. <laughs> but, I was going to say, it's only happened once. <laughs> but I remember that. Yeah. We're talking about strokes and stuff and everything. I'm like, yeah, oh, that's I'm another thing, too. He wants to go golfing Sunday? Uh-uh. I'm watching the Masters final on Sunday. We're going, hey, we're, you're not th- – yeah, I'm not going to be focused. I got to be focused when I'm golfing or I'm screwed. I'm, that's very I'm, true. No offense. I have a lot of blonde moments. I have a lot of blonde moments. You have a lot yeah, of slices. <laughs> Hey, I learned how to drive. I think, I think I learned how to drive. Think, <laughs> I think I learned how to drive. I gotta aim way right, and it comes back. Yeah, I hit a couple good ones, but uh, get that, get it down at home, man. But yeah, um, congrats to Gavin, Midwest uh, Division Academic Player of the Month. Yep, must Pretty be nice good. to be smart. Never knew that feeling. <laughs> hey, he is the Owen sixty intern. Yeah, just wasn't announced. Um, but he is the Owen 60 intern at uh, Gavin Bryant. So maybe he can do some academic lessons. Maybe we'll yeah. have him on to ask He'll be our questions. math guy. He'll ask be our geography. Like, I <laughs> mean, we got Daryl Smart as the geography guy. So are you smart? Are you smarter than are you sm- back? Go back to our grade 11 days. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh. 
Yeah. Although, man, uh, it's, it's funny because I thought you think about it in high school and you're like, Oh, I'm dumb compared to some of these people who are, you know, <laughs> headed off to McGill or Waterloo or, you know, some of yeah. these big schools. And it was funny because, and I always say this because it's hilarious. Um, with me and my brother, of course, we were back to back for graduation and yeah. with him being first, cause his name starts with a K mine starts with an R. Yep. And they announced the way it went is they announced your name and then they would announce all the awards and everything and what you got. So yeah. the woman goes, Kane Dumaney. Reese Dumaney. Reese is an Ontario scholar and a honor roll oh, student. No. Reese also wins the award for communications for um, achieving ec- or whatever the hell the award was called. I forget. <laughs> oh. but, and then the list of things goes on and on. And <laughs> my brother got it, so that was funny. So uh, <laughs> I was that's tough. That <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But, um, uh, yeah. Gavin Bryant, man, smart guy. So, yeah, do you want me to name it quickly here? I got the article up. So, uh, and also something that people might not know, Gavin actually started, he did a few courses online in the summer too. He's very uh, committed to his studies. I mean, yeah. we, had to, we, hey, we had to push a sand, we had to push the sandbagger a month. I think it wasn't because of his studies. I think it was because he was practicing. That's, <laughs> what, that's why he beat us. That's why he beat us. It wasn't no, he beat us because I suck. <laughs> and it wasn't me topping the ball. <laughs> he pushed it back. There's no more cancellations. We're going. Oh, man. <laughs> but anyways, uh, the centerman is on track to complete 12 credits this year at Owen Sound District Secondary School and Blythe Academy. He scored an 80% in uh, grade 12 University English this past summer. Uh, oh, I think I got 82. a 70. Oh. <laughs> earned an 82 in grade 12. Oh, if you get a 70, it's going on the fridge. <laughs> University side. <laughs> That's a B. <laughs> 94% in grade 11. Uh, grade 11 math during the quadmaster one. Oh, Brian also 94? maintained a, a, ni- a 95% is an, yeah, 95% is Ontario uh, literacy course, as well as a 94% over three periods of co-op. He is awaiting his final score for grade 11 biology in three periods of co-op. But wow, man, bio- a- I gave up on science after grade 10. Yeah, and my math mark never made it, it over sixty five. So. Forget it. But yeah, that's uh, to Gavin. I mean, that's tough. It's tough. And I mean, it's a lot of players. And I, I know I think, there's really only two age groups: the sixteen, seventeen, and kind of the eighteen uh, year olds. But yeah, but with Gavin, though, I mean, we've said it all along. You talk to Gavin Bryant. I mean, he's probably the most mature kid, most mature player we've had on the show. I mean, Hunter Jones was really smart. I mean, you could tell he's ready for the next level. Yeah, but, Connor McMichael's there. Yeah, a lot of guys are. It's just when you talk to us, obviously, they're, you would never they're guess older. he's sixteen. Yeah. You would never guess Gavin Bryant's yeah. sixteen years old when you listen when you talk to him. You yeah. would never guess that he does not talk like a sixteen-year-old. He talks like a twenty-year-old, and it's a it's a big honor for him to win that. I mean, it's pretty cool because we get to talk regular. Yeah, I mean. Go golf. We talk all the t- yeah, we talk all the time. And I mean, it's pretty cool to see him get that recognition because I mean, we've said it all along. He's just I mean, I I'm willing to fight anyone on this. Gavin Bryant's probably the smartest, most mature kid we've had on this show. In my opinion, I would bet money on that that Gavin Bryant is the most mature. You'd bet kid money on it because you bet money on anything. <laughs> <laughs> Got the fan duel open right now, Gavin Bryant. <laughs> smartest guy we <laughs> Owen, Owen 60 prop that's yeah but right? yeah but yeah I mean it's just it's an honor for him to win that award and it's really cool because we've seen it here all all along and I mean it's just nice to see him yeah. uh, get that recognition because I mean he's a smart guy yeah absolutely um congrats Gavin yeah I know you're listening to thanks Greg thanks Greg for the listen I uh, <laughs> yeah. he's gonna hey and he's funny. going to chirp us at the next sandbagger it's gonna be a yeah, hostile probably. environment it's oh, gonna yeah. be a hostile environment you know Whatever. what though i might have to i might have to bring some guys from london london Bramford rivalry i might have no. to bring some guys from london in our cart and then they can just oh, chirp each other <laughs> get it hostile come on <laughs> um, i'm gonna get chirp. hey when, greg when he listens to this show i'm definitely gonna get a message oh 100 you <laughs> it's are gonna be awesome for sure We'll have to get him on next week or the week after. Whenever we're back on, we'll have to get Greg on. 
That would be a riot. That would oh, be a riot. We'll be here beauty. for hours. But um, beauty. Before before we head out, we made our 2021 golfing debuts uh, this past oh, Friday quick, uh, on Good Friday. Quick, um, just one quick one. Uh, shout out to Francesco Penality as well from the U18 team. Yeah, uh, 13, 13 players from the OHL in the on the under 18 team. So congrats to those guys, Francesco Pinelli, uh headlining it as he was our, one of our show guests, great guest as well. So congrats guys. Also uh, Brandon Hoffman from the Flint Firebirds. There's an yep. article by our writer, Joel Vanderlyn on our website. It's a great article talking about playing with Shane Wright and uh, Don Mills to going up to play in Flint your first year being the second overall pick. That's also a great article. Check that out. And uh, congrats to all the OHLers as well that are uh, yeah joining them on the U18 team. For yeah, that's awesome. Um, hopefully they can, get the tournament in that would be nice mm-hmm. but uh yeah so golfing 2021 debuts at mystic golf club it was awesome hole number two i'll set the scene we need master's music or something but i'm probably too hey hey what about my pa- what about my par on hole one you did pa- <laughs> okay yeah we'll start i guess we'll start with hole one hole one, Go hole on one order. i got a par hole one i got a par you can't sh- i didn't want to get a short change I almost sandbagged you guys. I almost sandbagged you no, guys. No, you didn't. What do you I mean? No. I, I was playing. I I was playing better than I thought I played. The okay. First couple holes. All right. All right. You did have a better round. I'll give you that. But uh, so hole two. Ninety-eight. Hole two. It's weird. You can either lay up. It'll be in the rough. But you can either lay up or go over the creek and hit the fairway. Never lay up. I laid up. <laughs> I uh, just took out a wedge, just put it right in front of the creek. Hole two, pull out air. Hole two. Second shot, pull out my six iron. Six iron? Yeah. Yeah, it was your six because I asked what. Yeah, because I gave I gave it a little <laughs> bit. I gave it a little bit more. Like I wanted more club because the rough wasn't in the best shape in the world. It was a little bit, a uh, little bit high. So I just wanted to give it a little bit extra. Because I used a six and I overshot the green. Yeah. Or no, I put it on the edge. That's yeah. why I asked what club you yeah, you um, used the six. How far away did you say would you say that I stuck it from the hole? Ooh, three ooh. feet? Yeah, three feet for sure. I was maybe two and a half. I shot it from about that was a dart. 150, 150 to 175 out. The main question was why didn't you jump feet. over the creek? The main I know, question I is I would have fell. Hundred percent, I would have fell. Land right in the middle. No, it'd be like funniest home videos when you go to jump it. Oh you look like you're gonna God. clear it. You come up short. You just come back right into the water. That, that would suck. Sucked. Yeah, here I am playing balls out of bounds. I know, right? By the that way, was, I I uh, birdied hole number two just to let everyone know. But uh, not a big deal. Yeah, you know. So um, yeah. that's how our golf season started, and it wasn't bad. So, so. Yeah. I mean, I thought that'd be a lot worse than that for my first time out going to a tough course, but it wasn't that bad. Yeah. I think all of us had rounds better than what we Ben could have had a better round. I've seen him play way better, but he he followed it up with a 78 on the Saturday. Did he? Yeah, yeah, he shot a 78 on Saturday. What is it there? I don't know. 75? 71 or 72. Okay, it's not 75. I didn't get one calling. Okay. <laughs> Good one. <laughs> yeah. That was solid. For some reason I thought it was a 75, but yeah. Yeah, no worries. Solid round for the guys. It was a fun one. Yep. We're gonna have we're gonna have we'll like back an 60 tour. Yeah, we're gonna have like an 60 tour. There's a few places we're gonna Otter go. Creek we're gonna be headed to. Probably Gray Silo once. We'll see. Yeah. Should be fun. But we gotta get the sandbag you're ready. Yeah. I'm ready. I'm ready for it, Gavin. I'm ready for it. You want it? <laughs> You want to call me out? Not on Master Sunday, I, though. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, we shut down on Master Sunday. So the only 60 head office isn't where it isn't open. <laughs> <laughs> it isn't open. Our Twitter might be full of Masters clips. Just retweet the true, Masters. Yeah. It's very true. Uh, Maybe we'll give golf lessons. Ooh, I don't know if we we'll take those, but. My 18th hole on Friday, I could have shot a lot better if I didn't use the same club for the whole hole. <laughs> Whoa. Oh, wow. You think? <laughs> you think? <Uh-oh>. <laughs> <laughs> I just yeah, thought at that point it cold. The wind had gotten cold. Oh, yeah, it rough. was cold. So yeah, it was cold. I mean, it was a fun time though. Yeah, it's a good time. Um, what else did I have to cover? I think that's it. I think that's it for fifty-two. Yeah, that was a fun one. That's everything. Uh, yeah. 
Hey, wait, who are you taking the Masters? Oh, Since we're on the topic. Jordan Spieth. I, t- I told you to yeah, take Jordan then I, Spieth and your And then bet, I took the sham. And, and then I took won the sham last weekend. So then I took I'm the sham. Jordan Spieth. Yeah. I took I took the shambo. Ben said John Rom. <laughs> I forget who Kitchy said, but uh, any, anyways, Maybe don't take any advice from us. I never win. Colin wins, but in football. So um, yeah, we'll see when football season comes around. But uh, that's it yeah. for episode Broncos. Thank you, everyone, for tuning in. Go Steelers. And uh, we will chat in a couple of weeks.